Hampshire football tailgate on the Believe Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's go! football tailgate is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hello and welcome to the Hoosier Football Tailgate. Happy New Year to one and all and all those out in the Hoosier Nation as we break upon 2024 and a lot of high hopes this year for the Indiana Hoosiers with Coach Signetti and his staff that are now in full speed of getting themselves ready for winter workouts as well as formulating a plan for the spring. And uh, tonight we're going to have a young man from Center Grove High School, quarterback Tyler Cherry, going to join us here in a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about his high school career, his path to IU, talk a little bit about Duke and what all entailed in that. But before we get to that, I must thank a couple things here. First, I want to thank Bet Online. Bet Online is a sponsorship here for the Hoosier Football uh, tailgate, tailgate on the Believe Network. Really couldn't do it without their support throughout the, se- the year as well as the season. Remember, Bet Online is your full stop for all sports wagering from NBA basketball, college basketball. We got the Bulls series going on as well as the Final Four championship series heading up here this week as well as college hoops nhl hockey bet online has it all it's your one-stop shop for all things sports wagering remember use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v for a welcome bonus of 50 percent on your first deposit bet online is where the game starts and like i said we're gonna bring on tyler cherry here the the senior quarterback now commit to indiana university mr tyler cherry tyler how are you this evening my man i'm great i'm doing well thanks for having me on coach group i really appreciate it yeah buddy i'm glad that we got a chance to get everything lined up because i know it's a little crazy you're getting ready to go back to school here well now tell tell me about what your plans are here because you're going to be an early enrollee, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, I'm moving down in uh, onto campus on January 3rd here in a couple of days, and then I'll be starting classes on the 8th. So you're going to take advantage of graduating early, being involved in all things college football. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited to get down there. Academically speaking, are you ready for the challenges that college college life is going to have for you? I think so. I've always been a pretty good student, so I'm hoping there's there's not too many struggles right away. What's your uh, thought process on a major are you going to pursue at Indiana? Yeah, I'm thinking about trying to get into the Kelly School of Business. My mom actually uh, went through the Kelly School of Business and graduated from IU with a Kelly Kelly degree. So that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking as well. So it's probably safe to say that mom is pretty ecstatic that you're going to Beantown. Oh, yeah. She loves it. (laughs) You know what they say? You got to make mama happy, right? A hundred percent. When mama's happy, everybody's happy. So I'm sure she's ecstatic about that. And I understand the, uh, you know, getting a degree from the Kelly Business School and what that all entails uh, out there uh, amongst businesses and the world in general. High respect for the Kelly School of Business there at Indiana. And uh, have you got a dorm assignment already? 
Uh, I, I, I think they're figuring out the living situation here shortly. I don't have it hundred percent figured out yet, but I should know more here in the next. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll have it ready for you on January 3rd and good luck with that. I yeah. mean, you're going into, uh, right into the fire, fire den, so to speak, academically, college student athlete what all that entails and it's a very exciting time because i know you're pumped to do that so let's go back let's go back a little bit here um high school career because it's hard not to talk about your high school career now you would have been a freshman Taven jackson's what senior year i was a freshman his junior a sophomore his senior year Okay, so you were a part of the program those two years he was there. So you guys had some type of at least a friendship back in those Mm -hmm. days, correct? Okay. Yeah, no, I loved I loved learning a lot from Taven just growing up. I mean, as as a freshman and sophomore, seeing a guy in front of you that that was like Taven going going D one. You you tried to learn as much as you could from him and and take as much as you could every single day in practice. And absolutely, and you were coached by Coach Moore, correct? Yeah. In his staff, and then was it Coach Siderwitz, your quarterback coach? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, all those guys, tons of respect for them. Now, Center Grove back in the day, uh, Coach Moore was really known for the wing T. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his, you know, his philosophy on offense. And you guys really didn't start coming out of that really. Um, probably Taylor uh, Taven's junior year, maybe. Was that the start mm-hmm. where you kind of opened it up a little bit more? Yeah, Going to a more spread offense, I'd say seeing Taven coming through and then me coming in next, they they saw we could open it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, because I know he was a very, uh, very, a really good uh, coach uh, with the wing T, and a lot of a lot of teams would you know he would clinic with because of his knowledge of the wing wing T offense. And let's be honest here, the spread offense, there's a lot of common ground with the wing T. Yeah, you say? Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, because you guys probably got to cut a lot of those plays that you would have ran from under the center or whatever wing tee that you could also implement in the spread gun. Correct? Yeah, lots of same inside zone reads. A lot of a lot of the same run run scheme. There. Yeah. So you uh, were you a backup to Taven both those years, your freshman and sophomore year? Yep, both years. Yeah, because I know you played a little bit your sophomore year. I think you got through 11 passes and something to that magnitude, um, you know, being a backup uh, to a talented uh, individual like Taven, uh, I think you said you like to learn a lot from him and you probably got the benefit of some of the growing pains that you guys had going to that spread offense from a wing T concept Would, would that would, uh, can't speak tonight. Tyler, would that be a fair assessment? No, yeah, hundred percent. I think being that in that backup role, just learning through all that, and also being the the scout team quarterback those couple of years, playing against the defense that we had those those two years was definitely definitely crazy. Those <clears throat> I never played anyone as good as that defense those couple of years. I think we had seven or eight Division One defensive players those those two years. So I think that's something that that helped me in my development as well. Going against such good guys at, at such a young age that really helped me. Well, yeah, you know, that's the one thing that in the development of a quarterback, when you have a defense that is talented, like your defense is there at Center Grove, you're not going to get any better look than those guys across from you a week in, week out with, you know, the corners and safeties that you guys probably played with and linebackers. So, I mean, that was an important facet of your development. 
uh, growing, growing up. Now, coming off your sophomore year, when did you really start getting into the swing of, okay, it's my time to take over and, you know, be the num- try to be the number one guy? Did you, I mean, what did you do to prepare yourself for that junior year? Yeah, I could kind of see how it was shaping up there. It was going to be my turn for my junior and senior year. So after my freshman year, I played football, baseball, and basketball my whole life up through freshman year. And then after that, I really shut down and and just played football. So um, I took that next offseason very seriously. I really got into football, just football, lots of strength and conditioning training, throwing more and and all that. So I could see it lining up that way. I knew it was my best opportunity. um, And I really stuck with football that that, that next offseason. Now, did you go out to any, um, I guess you would call it, you know, up here in Fort Wayne, they have OPS and some of the other entities that work on uh, development uh, of players, you know, different, you know, agility work as well as quarterback mechanics and stuff. Did you do any of that down there in Indy? You know, Coach Moore does a really good job as also being the track coach. He gets the football guys in there with the, the track team and doing the track workouts. So I did a lot of my agility stuff through that. But I didn't really find a, a quarterback coach until going into my senior year. So I, I started working with a guy named Coach Grant Cameron. Um, he works at a major sports performance in, in Avon, Indiana. And, and Coach Schneider, where it's my quarterback coach at the high school, had done a great job just all the way growing growing up from, from eighth grade. I mean, even second grade, he, he knew who I was. So going all the way up through eighth grade and through high school, he, he was on main development with my quarterback fundamentals and all that. He sends me videos of myself throwing almost every other day. Um, so just having coaches like that is is pretty special. Just coach more in the track program and coach Schneider was just with my just my quarterback stuff. So your development really started probably when you started playing seventh eighth grade football there. With that, yeah. I mean, because you said that Coach Siderwitz had known about you since second grade, so they were quite aware of your talents at that time. Yeah, yeah. Just with the the Bantam program down here in, and in Center Grove, you start at second grade, you're running the wing T offense and getting familiar with the same high school <laughs> offense that you're going to run. So you're getting built and ready for it ever since second grade preparing. And then seventh and eighth grade, we have two separate middle schools. So we split up there. But back in back in freshman year, the coaches get their hands on you. It's, it's full development from there on. And then you said you worked a little bit with Coach Cameron. Is that what is that what you said? Yeah, going yep. into my senior year, I worked with Coach Cam. I just wanted to do a little more just to try and pr- prepare myself and even better myself a little farther and keep doing more than what I'd done the year before. So I found Coach Cam going into my senior year. Now, did you go into to any of the Bishop Delahan camps that are very well known throughout the state of Indiana and Ohio now? Back in the day, those were very, very prominent. Uh, uh, football camps in the summer. A lot of kids attended. I worked it. I, I was a camper at one time. Did you ever go to a Bishop Delahan camp g- growing up? No, I never went to any of those. I went to one in Ohio. It was an all-state, I think it was called Coach Sink's um, all-state showcase. It was a lot of Midwestern guys, and I went and competed mm-hmm. at that one in Ohio. What would What was Coach Cameron, I mean, what were you getting from Coach Cameron you know, what was those things that he was working on with you for the most part heading into that senior season? Yeah, no, Coach Scheiderwitz did a, did a great job just with my basic fundamentals and everything. And going into that senior year, I, ha- I had a pretty good base work of, of everything I needed, but it was really just polishing up everything that I needed to um, polish, you know, just quickly. Mm-hmm all that stuff, shorten the stride a little bit. And those were just the main things. He didn't want to change much. Just keep me sharp and polished heading into the year. Okay. Well, let's talk about your senior or your junior year, because 
that culminated with the state championship over the Carroll Chargers from up here in the Fort Wayne area. And I was telling you before we came on, you know, I do coverage of high school football in Northeast Indiana. I actually have a podcast with another gentleman called Upon Further Review that covers Northeast Indiana football. And then I uh, do color commentary on radio up here. So I got to see you guys play uh, Carroll. And they had a pretty good quarterback, Jimmy Sullivan, who just commit made a commitment to Iowa. So um, talk about your junior season. I mean, for you, you know, you completed, I think you almost threw for uh, 2,300 yards. You completed about 65% of your passes, uh, 22 touchdowns on the year. Talk about that junior season and the magical aspect of getting uh, a state title. Yeah, going into that junior year, we were we were uh, bound to be going back to state again. We'd won the last two, and we were projected number one again going into the season. So stepping in as a new quarterback, you know, so you take some of that onto your shoulders and stuff. But I think just the offensive line and, and the guys I was surrounded with that junior year was was pretty special. Having a running back like Micah Coyle, the mm-hmm. uh, football for that season, he he was outstanding. Just every single game, uh, you hand on the ball, he's he's going for five almost every single every single time he touches it. But just playing with some of those guys was special, you know. Um, week one, we lost uh, Drew Wheat. He was one of the, the Mr. Football projections for the year. Um, losing our, our coming back number one running back was definitely a little scary in the, on the first drive of the season. But, you know, we bounced back and, and Noah Coy, wide receiver, stepped up his junior year and, and also had a great senior year. But just having having those guys surrounding me, the, the veterans that had played two, three years there at Center Grove was definitely something that helped me in, in going through the season. But I think once it came down to the playoffs and stuff, we, we really turned it on. Um, we, we just had a great run there through the sectional, regional, semi-state. And once we made it to state, we were, we were fired up and ready to go for that game going for the the three-peat and you know we took care of business and and it was a great time so I couldn't be more excited about how that season went yeah that's that game like you said culminated with the state championship I believe it was a 39 to 6 ball game if if memory serves me correct now it's been a couple years for this old man but the what I remember seeing of you as a junior was a your your mechanics were you know, on point, your accuracy was on point, your ability to throw the long ball with some, you know, getting air underneath it. That's the one thing that I see quarterbacks make the biggest mistakes is when they're throwing the ball deep, they're not given a, given their wide receivers, basically a chance to run underneath it um, by getting air underneath it. Cause you, you know, you can, I always tell them you can never th- throw it far enough up in the air because you want to give your wide receiver that opportunity to run under it and make an easy catch. Um, You know, if you're not throwing it, I call it a three ball. Some people may differ, but if you're throwing a two ball or something in between on a deep ball, that's a tough catch for those guys to make. But I thought you had all the, all the abilities um, in that ball game that, you know, that really, uh, Carroll really didn't have an answer um, in that ball game, and then of course your defense really uh, shut Carroll down for the most of the night. Um, and Jimmy Sullivan, who was a very prolific passer, like I told you, um, and they had beaten I think Hamilton Southeastern prior to that game down there in in the dome. And uh, you know it was a, it was going to be a great matchup, irregardless of the outcome. And when I first got the chance to see you, 
I mean, of course, people talked about you, but when you saw you in place, I was very impressed with you. Now, junior year's over. I would imagine that's when the recruiting started picking up for you a little bit. Talk about some of that in the, you know, the the multitude of you know, mail coming in the, in the doorway every day, you know, kind of what was that like for you? Yeah. After that, after that junior season, um, got my highlight tape put together, got that put out on, on social media and stuff, hoping for some coaches to see it. I didn't hear much, um, right away, but once we got going, I'd say in January with our winter workouts, again, there's flood of coaches coming through to watch me throw and stuff. Like you said, lots of mail coming through and it just, it picked up really fast after um, coach Walt Bell from uh, Indiana offered me, that was my first offer. So Indiana's always held, held a special mm-hmm. place. So after that offer, it, it kind of blew up. It was pretty fast and furious after that. And lots of coaches, like I said, coming through to the school just to sit down and talk, pulling me out of class, watching me throw. Um, nothing, nothing. Took, in, took a couple visits that spring. Spring was kind of the big time for me in, in my junior year recruiting. That's when I got out yeah. to see a lot of the places. But it, it was it, it overwhelming. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Was it overwhelming? Anytime become overwhelming for you? In, in, and mom and dad, for that matter of fact, I mean, you know, like you said, it really picked up in January and February and all of a sudden you went from probably getting very little to wham, all of a sudden you're getting mail after mail and you're throwing every day and this guy's coming in. I mean, did it ever get overwhelming for you and your mom and dad? I don't think it got um, very overwhelming. I would, I mean, it's everything I ever asked for, you know, just want to be <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ball player is something that I'd always dreamed of. So I think it was really special at the start, but it definitely got to be a lot, um, you know, just with the amount of people coming through. through. Um, I mean, at one point, there's probably eight coaches standing there watching you throw. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, let's, let's stay sharp here and keep going after one of Coach Moore's hard workouts. <laughs> no, no, uh, no ducks, right? No, 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 no quackers. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it got a little stressful when we had to travel quite a bit. We, we took a lot of, a lot of trips. We went out to Pittsburgh and Illinois and just a lot, a lot of those back and forth trips that were very short, short at home time, just like one day home and, and off again, you know, um, I think that's when it, it got a little bit stressful, but you couldn't have asked for anything better there. And then how about with mom and dad um, in it? How did they handle the, the, you know, the multitude of phone calls, you know, letters. And like you said, everybody wants to be recruited, you know, but they don't understand what that really means to an extent. I mean, um, even moms and dads, they want to see their sons or daughters be recruited. But when it comes in a full flurry like yours did, I mean, how did that all you know, with them and everything, how did that impact them as well? Yeah, they, they definitely helped me a lot through it. I give a lot of props to them, um, helping me get through and help me make the best decision for myself. Um, you know, they, my mom likes to write down lots of notes. She'd listen in on the phone calls, write down the coach's name, write down where they're from, a little background information, just so we, we have a general understanding of, of who this person is and what they're all about the next time they text sure. or out. Um, but they definitely supported me and helped me through it all, taking me to the places I wanted to see and, and definitely did a great job supporting and talking to the coaches as well as they needed to. Good. 
And I think that's important. The reason why I bring that up, Tyler, there's going to be other general, under other kids out there like yourself and parents out there that may watch this and say, okay, what did Tyler Cherry's mom and dad do? And I think what you said there was very important. Your mom actually, you know, listened into conversations to understand who you were talking to and what they were about. And then what they were able to answer, you know, have their questions ready when you, you know, if you went to a visit with them or not. So that in itself is very important. Now, um, did you get, did you make any commitment prior to your senior year? I can't remember. Yeah. I made my commitment to Duke. I think it was, uh, Early to late May, I think it was. I think it was May twentieth. Okay. I've been. Chicago. Was it your? Was it your uh, timetable that you wanted to? You know, I want to make a commitment so I could focus on my senior year. What was that? I mean, that decision to commit to Duke and why Duke? Yeah, no. With with quarterbacks, um, I mean, most schools only take one, so the spots are there, and then they can be gone the next day. Mm-hmm. So. They're, they're going to take one guy and you got to jump on a spot that you feels right. And once it feels right, I think it's, it's a good idea to go ahead and hop on that and, and stay committed there. So um, that was my timetable. I wanted to have it figured out in a reasonable time going into my senior year before the summer and stuff. Um, I wanted to have it figured out so I could just really focus in with my team and my teammates and, and not be worrying about all the other distractions of coaches and taking visits. But I just wanted to be there with my last year with my brothers and stuff, the guys I've grown mm-hmm. up with. Um, so that was kind of an, another reason in my timetable, but Duke, it just felt special. Coach Elko was building something great there. Um, what he had done in the, the one to two years that, that he'd been there is something that Duke football had never seen before. Um, I built an a, amazing relationship with coach Kevin Johns. Um, he's, he was the, the quarterback coach. I, I kind of loved, um, learning about him and was really impressed with his background and, and what he had done. Um, the development of some of the quarterbacks that he had been around is pretty, pretty special and, and cool to look at. Um, but he's just a great person overall. Um, he was, he was kind of like a dad to me going through the process. You know, he's someone that your parents want you to go and play for and know that going to North Carolina nine hours away, you're going to be taken care of by, by this person. And, you know, coach John's just after that whole thing went down, it was, that's the one I was holding on to. And once they let go of him, it was, it was tough to see him go. Well, I can attest to coach Kevin Johns, know him quite well. Um, not just from my days in coaching, but he was the one that recruited my son, Isaac to Indiana. So when you talk of some of the things that, that impressed you about Kevin, I can vouch, you know, wholeheartedly, um, with that assessment of him and him being a family man, great family, uh, very into it. Um, and I guarantee it, I could see where your mom and dad would feel comfortable you going down, yeah. down to Carolina with somebody like Kevin Johns to, you know, to kind of look over you. Now we'll come back to the Duke thing a little bit mm-hmm. later. Let's go into your senior season. Now, now you've won it state finals three in a row, right? You've had three. You've had a three-peat at the state finals, correct? Mm-hmm. Going yeah. into your senior year, you know you're coming off a senior year where you th- or junior year you threw for almost twenty-three hundred yards, twenty-two touchdowns. All of a sudden, you know there's an immense amount of other pressure that comes on you now because you are the guy. You are the quote-unquote four-star, five-star, big-time recruit. How was that? preparation for you going in to that senior year, you know, in the, you know, July, you know, August, you know, leading up to the start of the season, how did you, you know, how, how, how did you handle that? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, there's always going to be stars and ratings and all that and all these articles and stuff posted, but I like to stay pretty level level grounded. I like to stay with my guys and, and not worry about that stuff. I don't like to let it um, just kind of get into what we're doing. I think Center Grove mm-hmm. is a really special program, um, and I think it's a team basis. It's not one guy. Um, right. So I just think being surrounded with the coaching staff that we have and, and the players that I got to play with this last year was was awesome. So going into the summer, we knew we had a, had another chance to play. Um, and go for another state title. So we just really focused in on ourselves, and I didn't want to be the guy that's out there looking at everything else. I just really stayed in and focused with my with my teammates. And, and I, I think from what I'm hearing from you, that you felt like Coach Moore, Coach Siderwitz, and even Mom and Dad to a certain extent, you know, kept you grounded. Is that a fair assessment? You, yeah. you, you, know, you were you were comfortable in your own skin. You were grounded. Your focus was your senior year, enjoying it, being the best that you could be, and not worrying about all the hype stuff on the outside. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Well, that's the reason why Coach Moore is an excellent football coach, and Coach Siderwitz is an excellent football coach there at Center Grove. There's the guys that have been through this process a hundred times and, you know, can help you through that and keep you grounded in, in the process and all that. So you go in your senior year and what can I say? You know, you throw for over 3000 yards, very impressive, 62% completion percentage. And that's just phenomenal. Uh, 34 touchdowns on the year. Um, I mean, why didn't you throw for 40? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about, talk about that year. um, Cause I, you went into the state tournament. You had lost one game, correct? Mm -hmm. Prior to getting into the state and refresh my memory. Who did you lose to? Cause you guys play in a tough conference. Now this is not something you just show up Friday nights and, you know, walk your way through it. Yeah, something something going into this senior that was was different. We actually got uh, removed from the mid conference that we've played it for for all these years, and that's so right. We're, we're playing a national schedule now. We're playing one of the hardest schedules in the country coming into my senior year. So I think that that also sparked our preparation over the summer. I had really forgotten all about that. So yeah. let's let's go back and kind of set that up. Your success as a football program basically led to your conference saying thanks, but no thanks. We'll see you later. Kind of something that Carmel actually went through too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh So now you guys are scrambling for games and you're playing, like you said, a national schedule. Yeah. Um, That just adds another element to the party, you know, because you're, you, you know, talk about some of the teams that you got to play your senior year. Yeah, so at one point in the offseason, we had like five or six games scheduled, and that was it. So we were a little worried, worried coming in. So, I mean, our athletic directors did a great job finding these teams. And, you know, these are big-time teams. Uh, we played the first game of the year in uh, Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Classic. Um, it was a game out there. Um, we played St. Edwards uh, over in Ohio. They're actually three-peat state champions now in the in their Division One. Um, so they were the back-to-back state champs, and we were the three-time defending state champs. So that was kind of a big game, kind of hyped-up game. Week one, that and that was our only loss going into the playoffs and stuff so we were uh, 11 and 1 going into the playoffs and that was our one loss so I think we had five or six um, out-of-state teams out of the nine regular season games so we played St. Edwards week one week two we played um, Oakland from Tennessee they were the three-time defending state champs in the highest class down there and we beat them 
Um, week three, we played Archbishop Moeller, if I'm not uh, mistaken. That was either week three. Here, I'm going to help you along because I know this has been a little while ago. You played Trinity out of Louisville, which is yep. another top program. Then you play Archbishop Moeller. Yep. Uh, at Moeller, was it? Was that at Moeller? It was actually, it was, it was called the Patriot Classic. They had like Joey Chestnut there, lots of fun stuff. It was all set up with a bunch of American flags. It was a pretty cool experience. In that game, you won in overtime 35 to 34. Yep. Harvest Prep. Now, I've never heard of Harvest Prep, so you're going to have to enlighten me on that one. Yeah, they're from Ohio. Um, they're actually a, a, a smaller division school. I think they're a lower division in Ohio, but they hadn't lost a game in two or three years either. So they had been undefeated for two to three years, and then we we knocked them off. And I think they ended up making it to their semifinals or their state finals this year as well. Yeah, that was a game you won 36 to 18. Now you get to come back and you start to play some teams you that you guys have familiarity with. Lawrence Central, Pike, uh Cathedral, 45-38, and Cathedral had a f- another phenomenal year. Uh, Franklin Central, Columbus North, Warren Central, you beat 14 to nothing. I, I, you know, their defense was stellar. And that game, that would have been, what, the semi-state? That would have been regional. Regional. Okay, regional. So, you know, that schedule alone, it, huh, I mean, that was pretty, that's a pretty tough deal right there. Yeah. Yeah, I just think going into that senior year, we knew we were going to be playing the best competition in the nation. So we had to take it really serious and and, and really focus in as a team. And it, I mean, we could have gone zero and four and five in those first weeks, but after we lost that that first game, no one really had much expectations for us. After that, they thought we were done. They kind of had written Center Grove off, but we bounced back there and, and had won eleven straight games, which was really really impressive. So. The game that you battled Ben Davis for would have been the semi-state, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And Ben Davis this year was kind of one of those teams that would always surprise you, right? I mean, there was games where you looked at him like, man, they really struggled against him. They really should have throttled. And then they would sneak up and beat somebody that you didn't expect them to. Mm-hmm. Um, that game with you guys, 37-34. Um, talk about that game from your perspective. Now, I don't want to bring up bad memories, <laughs> but I mean, it is a common knowledge that you kind of remember that last couple games you played of your senior year and talk about the Ben Davis game. You guys lost by three. Yeah, that game, there were, there were so many highs and lows in that game. I mean, um, we were up 10 to seven at half. It was kind of a slow kind of just kind of working into the game, feeling it out a little bit at half. We, I think our first drive, we had like a 23 or 24 play drive. We were like, man, we've ran every single play in our, or one of our, in our playbook <laughs> almost on the first drive of the game. So it was 10 to seven and a half and um, coming out, we, we struggled right away. We had a turnover and then um, they ended up going 28, 10 with uh, three minutes left in the, the third quarter. So it was a big swing there. So we were, we were down. I mean, everyone's down, down and out. And we just made a ton of big plays there going into the fourth quarter. We weren't going to go down easy. Um, like they said, after the champion's not going to die, die easy. They're going to die hard. So um, we went down with a fight. Um, I was really proud of the way that we came back from that 28 to 10. We ended up taking the lead. Um, there in the fourth quarter at one point before they went down and kicked a field goal to tie it up uh, 31 28 we had the lead um, just bouncing back the way we did I was just really proud of my teammates and and how we stuck together and and fought till the very end and they made one more big play than we did and and they definitely deserved to win that game and that was at Ben Davis and it's not an easy place to play and you know those are the type of games like you said hey um, 
two really good football teams. And if you played that game 10 times, you probably both win five. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the type of it. So now season's over. Um, you've kind of settled on Duke. Um, you get a, you know, you win Mr. Football, correct? Mm-hmm. Now talk about that feeling. You're, you are the top player in Indiana. Um, what's it, it, you know, what does it feel like for you being acknowledged that way? Does it, I mean, you put a lot of work and, and time into it. Do you feel that that kind of helps validate you in terms of what your, your mindset was from the time you were a junior all the way through? Yeah, definitely. That was always a, a goal of mine was was to be in the, the Mr. Football race. And I, I actually didn't win Mr. Football. Ever. I won the quarterback Mr. Football position award. Um, but just just knowing that that they would choose me as the, as the top quarterback is something that that's really special. That's something that I'd always wanted to be and, and worked for, like seeing the guys in front of me, like Carson Steele and Caden Curry and, and Micah Coyle. Those are the three or four years that I've been at Center Grove. We'd had one of those guys. So when it was my turn, I wanted to step up and, and be that guy. So I was really thankful and, and blessed to be in that position. To, and I couldn't have done it without my teammates. You know, they did a great job all year supporting me and, and helping me get to where I was able to be in, put in that position. Absolutely. And thanks for the clarification there, because I did say Mr. Football meant to say quarterback, Mr. Football. And the common theme there that I totally appreciate, you know, you got there because of the guys that were around you. You had really good football players around you at wide receiver, running back, your offensive line that enabled you to do some of the things that you were able to do. Um if I had to ask you a question, classify your style of quarterback. How do you see yourself as a quarterback? Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm a pro style guy. Um, I'll hang in the pocket as long as I can. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a true dual threat runner guy, but I can definitely make some plays with my legs when I need to really good pocket awareness, strong arm guy that that's really smart. And is going to be able to ID the defense no matter what. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that um, goes hand in hand with being a quarterback. We always look, I, when I was a quarterback coach at Ball State and I was evaluating quarterbacks, I always ev- evaluated their accuracy. And that's why when I say you completed 72%, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I don't care what type of throws you're making, you're accurate with the ball. I look for accuracy in some cases more than arm strength, you know, mm-hmm. because I think the accurate quarterback, you have to be accurate with your throws no question about it then the mental side of it how do you prep for your games what is your do you understand you know what you talked about id and defense understanding coverage and all those things you come from a program that went from running the ball quite a bit to now you're throwing it quite a bit and you had some of the great uh, good coaches around your coach Siderwitz, who i'm sure helped you in a ton of ways um gravitating into that role yeah, no, I have to give all the props to Coach Siderwitz, like you said. He 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 does a great job. He loves football. That's that's if he could do football, mm-hmm. that's all he would do. So we're watching film every single day in, in school during class. Um there's a period where you can go into a teacher's classroom and and I'd pick Coach Siderwitz and we'd go over film every single day during the week. So we'd do that and then we'd watch it again before practice and then watch it that night when we got home from practice. He'd be sending me a text if if I'd seen what he saw. So I think just Coach Siderwitz just preparing me um through the week. He 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 deserves a lot of credit. Him and his son Joey Siderwitz, they're kind of a good duo there in the the quarterback room room so just learning from those guys and then taking as much as I can from them that's really the main prep that we did he would come up with a scouting report share it to us and we'd be looking at it on on Sunday nights before the week even started 
Okay, let's now we're going to progress here. You know, the season's over. Okay, the accolades are there. You know, you earned those. And now you, you, you've made your commitment to Duke. So your mindset is, I want to finish up because your intentions was to roll there early, correct? Too? Yeah. Okay. And so your, your thought process is, I'm going to, you know, go to Duke here and uh, be an early enrollee. Then the wheels kind of fell off. What talk to me about when Coach Elko left and went to A and M? What was the communication for you? I mean, were they were they in were they in constant communication with you? Were there, you know, this uncertainty around it, or just kind of fill us in and that kind of all of a sudden everything changed on a on a dime? Yeah. So there was there were lots of rumors. I mean, Coach Elko definitely deserved to be in. in position to take these these big time head coaching jobs um there were lots of rumors about him leaving texas a and michigan state i'd i'd been seeing stuff on social media but um i hadn't said much to the coaching staff just letting me finish up my season and then finish up their season um i hadn't heard much but i had been in a lot of communication with i, I talked to coach johns almost every other day um coach elko not as much i would reach out we would talk every every once a week probably um but the last i heard from him he was he was still locked in with duke um, so, and we saw him go, he was, it was definitely a shock to my family. And I know the rest of the recruits that were, were going to Duke. So we were all surprised by that. Um, but we knew he definitely deserved that job and he's going to do great things there at, at Texas A&M with the other coaches he brought with them. So i um, happy for those guys and, and their new positions. Um, but coach Johns, they, they held on to him a little bit longer. Um, finding the new coach, Coach Diaz from um, Penn State. Once they found him, I think it was a week maybe after he was hired, he finally let go of of Coach Johns. So that was when my last tire connection there at Duke. I was just waiting to see. I mean, you know, Coach Johns, I, I, he, I wanted to play for him, and, and I wanted to stay if he was going to be there. And once they let go of him, that was kind of my last connection. I kind of heard out what Coach Diaz had to say, and the, and the new quarterback coach, Coach Brewer, kind of heard out what they had to say. But I knew without Coach Johns, it wasn't going to be the same. So once I did that, I I really opened up my recruitment again. Yeah, you went through a very turmoil type of scenario as a recruit that, you know, all of a sudden everybody that you were in touch with is now gone. You know, and what your coaches, the, the coach that you, you know, basically made a commitment to coach Elko is going to Texas A&M. Did he ever have any other commi- uh, connections or talks with you prior? I mean, after he kind of taken that job? No, no. Once he once he had left, I hadn't heard anything from him. It was just all through Coach Johns. OK, OK. Well, as well, I can understand, like I said, with Kevin Johns, top notch, top notch guy. So now you make a de- you 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 make your decommitment uh, from them in that time period. I think Coach Signetti had just been announced as the head coach at Indiana, and talk about that. Who was the first person from his new that staff to get in contact with you? It was actually Coach Signetti. He texted me uh, right away. I think once he landed in Bloomington, he he shot me a text right away. And I think that same night, Coach uh, Tino um, Sincere texted me as well. And we hopped on the phone that, that same night. So those were the first two. Okay. How did that conversation go? It was good. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't know anything about Coach Tino. And once he started telling me more about his background and, and working at Alabama with Mac Jones and Bryce Young and those guys, I mean, I was impressed right right off the bat with mm-hmm. his 
that and what they had done at JMU. I just got done watching them have college game day at at James Madison the the week or two before whenever that was, but I hadn't heard much about them. But once, once I started to hear a little bit more about their backstory, I was definitely starting to be impressed and they left a great first impression on me. And I'm assuming mom was ecstatic that they left such a great impression on you. Yeah, no, she was, she was loving it. (laughs) And I mean, I'm not going to ask you, you know, like who else was involved or who offered you in in that respect, because at this point it's not a, it's a mute point in that regard. But talk to me about what coach Signetti said to you and Tino and coach Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, once you got to go down and meet them Mm -hmm. and, you know, you would strike me as a guy that says, okay, what do you see? What's your vision for me? at Indiana and kind of talk about what that conversation was like. Yeah, no, those, those coaches, what they sold me on was, was their development of quarterbacks between coach Signetti and coach Tino and coach Shanahan. Coach Signetti has been around so many great guys like Phillip rivers. And, and some of those guys is, it's, it's crazy to see that, that I didn't even know about once they told me about that. I was, I was impressed coach Tino at Alabama with Bryce and Mac, like I said before, um, just their development, coach Tino and coach Shanahan do such a good job with the offense. And they're going to put you in a, in a position where they're going to put the, the guys around you that are going to help you succeed. And the quarterbacks, the one just back there distributing it um, to these guys. So they're going to play to your strengths and, and what you do best. And they're going to put you in, in good situations, no matter, no matter what the down and distance is, you're going to be in a good position for success. So I think their, their quarterback history, their development is, is something that sold me on, on Indiana. Oh, I can't, I can't hear you. I had my mute on. Sorry about go. that. Sometimes there you go. All right. How many times have you been down the IU's campus through the years? I mean, you were probably pretty familiar with Bloomington itself and campus and things of that magnitude. Yeah, I've been down quite a few times. I'd say over uh, probably in the double digits of, of times okay. for basketball games, football games, just going down there for fun or, or for whatnot. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the facilities that are there? I'm assuming that you had a chance to kind of grow through those facilities over the years. Even when you were younger, you probably knew a little bit about, you know, the old and the new. Now, you know, what was your take on all that that's there uh, from the standpoint of helping a player? Yeah, no, there's I mean, everything you need is there for success. It's it's great. Every The layout is perfect. Everything in Memorial Stadium is is great. Um, I mean, you have all the facilities and everything you need to be a successful student athlete there at at Indiana. Um, I mean, at, at James Madison, um, they'd said they don't they don't have the same amount of facilities and, and the output that they put there without that is is crazy. So I think coming into a situation, a, a power five school, Indiana playing in one of the best conferences in America with football and the facilities and the the, the community and, and support that they're going to get from from the administration and then the fan base is something that that they'll be able to thrive in. Now, you guys are in a, being recruited in an era that's a little bit foreign to a lot of people in terms of NIL, the collectives and you know, in Indiana, you're not allowed as a high school player to basically have a name, image, and likeness type of setup um, because it's against the law in Indiana for some reason. Don't ask me the particulars. I'm not a lawyer. Um, but I know a lot of states have changed this 
component. But talk to me about that NIL collectives and all that. And, and, you know, in the recruiting component now, that is such a foreign thing for a lot of people. And even as someone like you, um, talk a little bit about that and kind of, you know, how that's, you know, changed the recruiting aspect that's going on right now. Yeah, I think getting recruited, um, you know, coaches can can throw some numbers at you, but I, I, I wanted to pick my school off the people and, and the place that it is. I didn't want to be pushed in any certain way by by any money at all. So I think making my decision the first time and the second time, both times, I'm just really looking into the people and where I'm going to be developed the, the most and just be able to play to my full potential in a, in a program that's going to be successful. Now with the NIL and the collectives, who is helping you, uh, you know, kind of work your way through all that? I mean, is it mom and dad or do you have somebody that's helping guide you through that? Because it's so, so um, new to everybody. Yeah, no, as of now, it's, it's a lot of mom and dad. Um, we like to keep our, our situation uh, kind of more quiet than and not putting it out there, but there's people that have offered to help. Um, Coach Moore's got me in line with a couple of people that are definitely willing to help, and I'm still deciding on, on someone to help me through it all. But as of now, just, just mom and dad. Yeah, and that's the unique thing that is of right now because, you know, you got to deal with this. I mean, it's not – it's it, it is a part of the game now for college football, and things are changing. The Big Ten's changing. I mean, you got four teams coming in from the West, and, you know, it's the 18 – team team i think league now the big 10 is so nil collect these all these things for for recruits and players nowadays it i can only imagine uh the uh, how overwhelming that can be in terms of even mom and dad you know because everything's flying at you you know 60 miles an hour 100 miles an hour and here you are just saying i just want to get to school and get settled in and you know get with the guys and let's go play some football and compete. Is that, is that a fair assessment in terms of what's coming at you? 90 miles an hour. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I think it's just, I mean, now it's, it's more than just football. It's kind of a business at this point. And you, I mean, I was just really focused in on one and then it to be football and leave the business stuff aside and make my decision based off of just, just the football aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, tip my hat to you because you sound like you're a level-headed uh, young man that, you know, understands that's the part of it. You've got to focus. You got the support of mom and dad, like you've had for the last 18 years of your life. And they're going to be able to help you navigate that. My gosh, your mom graduated from the Kelly school of business. So you can hire mom. <laughs> I'm hoping she's still willing to help even when I'm out of the house. <laughs> So now this has all changed. You've got a chance to meet Coach Sig. You've got a chance to talk to Tino and, and Shanahan. They've kind of given you a vision of what they like to do with the quarterback position, what they want to play. Did you come away from that visit saying, you know what, I want to be here? Yeah, there was there was a point where um, Coach Tino, Coach Shanahan, and, and Coach Kuntz, uh, the D-line coach, um, they, those three came to my school. I think it was the Monday after they got hired the first day that they could come and visit. It was like the first day of the new recruiting period. And after talking with those guys, 
um, just the, like I said, the first impression that they left on me, we sat down and chatted for probably an hour and 30 minutes, just talking through everything. And I think after that, just the first impression that they left, I mean, uh, after that I was feeling IU football is legit and this could be a serious contender for what my future holds. Um, as, as of then, I was still committed to Duke at the time, but even with them and saying that I was, I was definitely interested in Indiana and going down and meeting coach Sig, being on the phone with him multiple, multiple times and, and going down and listening to his vision and how he believes and just just his confidence of, of the program is something that really I, I fell in love with and, and was sold on. So um, after my last visit there was for the IU basketball game versus Kansas, just um, talking with Coach Chino even more at the basketball game, just as a person, not as a coach, um, just getting to know him a little bit more. I think after that visit, I knew that that was going to be the place for me. Yeah, there's always that moment that hits you, you know, yeah. right in the gut and it says, hey, yeah. I'm this is where I want to be. Well, last thing here. Um, the defensive coordinator, Brian Haynes, and, and you're going to be going against him in the spring and stuff like that. I actually gave him his first start. So if, if he's starting to blitz you too much in college football, just give me a text. I'll say, Hey, Brian, let's, let's lay off the blitzes on the young, on the young pup. Would you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Great staff. I think that's the one thing that impressed me about the staff that coach Sig brought with him from James Madison relatability, smart football coaches, and the love for the game. I think those three things they wear on their shirt, on their sleeves, and that what that's what makes them relatable to recruits like you. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on here uh, today, Tyler. Wish you nothing but the best. You're walking into a very competitive quarterback room. You know, uh, you got uh, Alberto coming up from Miami. You got Taven, your former you know, player with you at Center Grove. And then, of course, Brock Lowry there. So, you know, you're going to have a – and uh, Curtis Rourke coming in from OU, you're going to have a fun spring of competition. And that's what's going to make you better, irregardless of what all happens. But uh, I'm sure your mindset is I want to go be the guy. So I wish you nothing but the best, young man. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I really appreciate it and I appreciate you having me on. All right, Tyler. Well, I'm going to let you go. You have a great New Year's and get yourself ready to get down to Beantown and get ready to roll, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Happy New Year's to you as well. Thank you. All righty. That was Tyler Cherry, Indiana quarterback commit for the Hoosiers 24 class in with another great group of guys in that quarterback room, Taven Jackson, Brock Lowry, Curtis Rourke, the transfer from Ohio U, and then, a court, uh, court, of course, Alberto Mendoza coming up from Christopher uh, Columbus High School down in Miami, uh, uh, Florida. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch these young men progress and grow in the Coach Signetti's offense with Tino and Coach Shanahan. And, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of excitement centered around the Indiana Hoosiers moving forward. It'll be a fun spring and hope everybody can get there if when the practice is open to take it in. But I want to appreciate it. Uh, say again, thanks to Tyler for joining us here today. Remember, bet online, first deposit, welcome bonus. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get that uh, 50% welcome bonus. Thanks to Bet Online for the sponsorship of the Hoosier Football tailgate right here on the Believe Network. I'm the coach Shannon Griffith. This has been the Hoosier Football tailgate right here 
on the Believe Network. Happy New Year, everyone, and go Hoosiers.